the void of white. My name is Randy Conroy. Writer, fighter, chronicler. I had come face to face with evil and barely escaped with my life, with my sanity. It wasn't the true evil I had faced, no. Mm-mm. Not yet, at least. But it was all close enough. That other evil, well... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was still in pursuit. He was still toying with me. And just when I remembered what it was like to feel safe, be it off the ship and in full daylight or in the shadow yet comforting embrace of the woman I loved, I came to realize that a darker truth awaited me. A truth which, deep down into the very essence of my soul, proclaimed that I had now become the devil's prey. It wasn't just toying with me. It was hunting. But even here, deep below, even with all of this darkness surrounding and stalking and demanding my soul, I could still feel the heat of Abigail beside me. God, how I longed to hold her. Just, just hold her hand in mine. Just... No, 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 no. Fuck it. I shook the thoughts away, Abigail... Abigail was safe. I wouldn't think of her here, no. Not... Not here. Regardless, it didn't matter. She might as well have been half a world away. Just the thought, just the thought of having her join in this nightmare set my teeth on edge, half a world away or not. I knew that she would disagree. I, I mean, I, I, I knew she would disagree. Of course she would. I knew that much. She would say that she would, she would be there with me, protecting me, but... But no. No, I wouldn't risk her in a place like this. I would never risk her. And then I... In these thoughts, I lost track of time again and suddenly stumbled into what was once a location that seemed to be an area where, where old parchment had been kept, perhaps logs and employment records, certainly maps and charts. There, there even appeared to be a small stack of, of novels and Time Life magazines halfway between deep in shadow and forgotten memory. It all smelled like the dust of a retirement home. Upon closer examination, I saw that it was a storage room, mismatched furniture and books stacked in rising columns, old relics and clumped piles on top of, of battered cabinets. And there, in the midst of the room, the demonic children were sitting 
their faces turned down toward pages of yellowed paper reading quietly to themselves. Apparently, playtime was over. Each shushed me as I passed a couch, a chair, a bare cushion. Each shushed me, the little fuckers. My grandfather would have called the old parchment in their chubby little hands research documents. But research of what? Hmm? I might have thought this not that long ago as I trudged down more stairs toward another unknown room. The void of white. The faint flicker of my meg light in the darkness, my only companion. Research on its history. The ship, its crew. The dead. I thought with fresh perspective. No. No, leave the dead where they belong. I was getting close. I could feel it. And then when something in the dark struck me in the face, it became a certainty that I had arrived at the destination I had been looking for. <laughs> my, my right cheek was split and I, I, was, I was certain that my flesh could be found under the fingernails of, of whatever it was that had clawed at me. A demonic voice screamed from nowhere and from everywhere, but, but I, I was still half-dazed and confused by, by the sudden strike. I... Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, damn it, wake up! But this time it, it wasn't a dream. No, no, it, it wasn't even a nightmare. It was something far worse. A heartbeat later, just time enough for an eye to blink, that something grabbed me by the shirt and launched me across the room. I sailed into one of the mini bookshelves after bouncing off of one of the file cabinets. Once a secure sanctuary of fine literature, tomes and file folders fell unceremoniously to the dusty floor. My body followed in a lane in a rubble of age-old knowledge. The shelving swayed from the impact curled press clippings thumbtack to frames wavered side to side. <coughs> Rows of filing cabinets untouched and unnoticed for years, as was evident from the three-inch thick piles of dust, but for the one I had banged across, had their drawers jarred open from the impact. Contents spilling to the floor, World War II photographs, smiling couples on serene waters, the documented construction of the Queen Mary herself. It was all a war zone in a matter of seconds. <clears throat> I reached for the maglite, I gripped it tightly, shining it into the darkness, pointing it toward. A shadow moved. A shadow moved. Dodging the beam, and I realized that the flashlight, the light itself, was a weapon. I pressed on, pushing the shadow thing toward the farthest wall. I was gaining an advantage. That is, until yet another demonic entity roughly grabbed my jaw, throwing me into the wall, holding me in place. I fought against it. I fought with everything I was, but I was... I, I was... I couldn't move. I couldn't... I couldn't move at all. I was, I, I was weightless. No strength, nothing. It was, it was studying me with its shadowed eyes. It reminded me of the scene in Predator, only this time the credits wouldn't be rolling shortly afterward, but I feared my obituary would be. <laughs> the voice dragged the syllable out. And like an EVP, I heard static in my ears. He likes you. And you 
Fuck you! I bit out in defiance, fingers clenched tighter on the flashlight glaring at the shadowed form next to me. Fuck you! And him! All of you! I spat in the shadow demon's face, but it did not land, nor insult. It did not anger or enrage. It just sailed away into more darkness. So instead, I swung the flashlight in an arc, the beam striking the shadow thing in, in, in what I assumed was its face, and it exploded into a rupture of crows that caught and swarmed upward and away from the light. And... And with that, the other shadow was gone, leaving a low, primeval call to the tempter, the one it considered its master, and its brethren of lurking darkness within the parallel of this life, the other side. And it was only after the darkness called back that I heeded the shadow's words. Whispers in the Cries Written and performed by Matthew Ewald Produced by Star Chaser Productions Run. Abigail charged forward, weaving through the long corridors of A-Deck. She dodged several sleep-deprived stragglers and one group of college roommates looking older than Randy did. They had their luggage piled everywhere, one voice trailing as she left them behind words and excitement of wanting to experience a, a real scare in a haunted spook house. Other voices so faint now, saying that there was no such thing. She hugged the main lobby's grand staircase of decorative wood carvings and beauty and headed down as far as she was legally allowed. Legally, until she violently slammed into the door of the deck, which reverberated with her forceful impact, but did not budge. Not even when she fought against it with all of her might, which also meant that she didn't give a damn about breaking rules. Not now. Not when it came to her love. Sprinting across the hallway, she once more climbed that grand staircase back to A-deck, and then fresh air suddenly filled her heaving lungs. She knew that her actions were drawing looks from both guests and crew alike, but she didn't care. She just didn't care. Please be okay. Moving faster, she charged across the outside gangway and then whipped down the stairs toward D-deck in the ground level. More looks, more attention as she ran across the parking lot, her feet slapping on the pavement, her hair a wild mane, a tangled mess of strands, and then she was taking another staircase toward the ghosts and legends entrance. If any doors would be unlocked, it would be them. It had to be them. Her eyes held a pleading look as she ran toward the double doors ahead, charging forward even still. There were the doors that would deliver her, just as they had done for Randy into the deepest level of the Queen Mary. Let the doors be open. Let the doors be open. She was close now, fingers reaching, hands splayed forward. Please, Randy, tell me that you left them open. Closer still. Fingers tightening, 
Please, God, just let them be open. The muscles in her arms tightened as well as she struggled against the double doors leading to the restricted area of the ship. She pulled with all of her might. Those doors were locked. No. Please, God, no. Secure tight. Please. The afterglow of love making no longer radiant upon her face. All that was left for her to know was fear. Unmoving. Unrelenting. And the despair of knowing that love was alone down there. So deep below those dark waters. She thought of the man she loved being not just physically alone, but also alone with the darkness that she now knew to have truly existed. The devil was real, and it wanted the man that she loved for itself. She realized that he was alone. And abandoned. The Nightmare of G-Deck. RUN! The voice in my head screamed and echoed at the same time. The hail of primal rage poured out of the darkness like a horde of locusts that followed on my heels as I sprinted across the room into another steel-encased hell beyond D-Deck. Obscenities came out of my inhuman pursuers and guttural growls, exploding like fire, spraying molten slugs that were once steel and irony at me. If not, if not for my fighting skills, for for my training, I'd surely be dead. It's 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 learning. It's 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 moving. It's it's not being afraid to run away. It's a, it's a dodge, a leap, head body, head body. Keep moving, keep moving. The creatures, whatever they were, unclassified in any book, ancient beyond millennia, or perhaps simply unknown, but for what they held of the knowledge and the paranormal, were a hair's breadth from dragging their talons across my neck and drinking the lifeblood that coursed in my throat. And yet these creatures were just getting started. With a rumble and a roar, the real nightmare made itself known. It was the sound of thunder. It was the sound of an entire world dying. And that sound was deafening. My ears were ringing, a high-pitched tone flatlining in my head. It was a resounding, thunderous splitting of the earth, echoing from the cry of the demonic predators giving chase. My cry might have been considered a little less threatening. I charged down new steps, knowing full well that I was descending further into the darkness of F-Deck. I had no other options, not even as I tripped over the bottom steps, my, my, my flashlight, my only weapon against the darkness met steel, shattering its lens, and skidded to a halt just past what I believed was another long corridor that would lead me to G-Deck. Its length of steel and catwalks bathed in a soft crescent light caused by my weapon's broken lens. 
It was the kind of lighting that could make the dead seemingly crawl from out of their graves, as if it commanded the darkness to open its jaws and howl. <laughs> Fuck! I was, I was already gulping down deep breaths of air, burning my lungs as I looked around wildly, trying to, trying to catch my bearings. I, 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 I didn't know how I made it this far, but my feet carried me further down graded flooring, past remnants of forgotten construction chalked letters that, that reminded me more of, of, of satanic pentagrams than numbers and lines meant for measurements and grading. That, that thought... That thought didn't last long. <sighs> Fuck. Like a thunderous crack of movement and shadow they appeared. The tremble felt beneath my feet was only the beginning as a demonic predator suddenly stood before me and one behind, two flanking from the left and right, boxing me in, licking their lips. Obviously faster than the others of the supernatural hell. I could already see the other demonic beasts catching up over my shoulder. Phantoms and wraiths shadowed and blurred, stalking down bulkheads like living gargoyles and hanging from catwalks like grinning devils, waiting for the pounce for that new soul to be had. I could, I could hear the devil's words whispering in the back of my mind, words about how I was trapped no matter how far I ran. A prison of bone and flesh. A brethren in hundreds following the unspoken order of a devil dreaming of the end. The finality of everything. The, <laughs> the banality of evil, my ass. No, I stood my ground. I stood my ground. <laughs> and that was when I thought I heard rain coming down heavy on metal. But it, it wasn't, it wasn't rain. It wasn't rain. No. <laughs> it wasn't rain. It wasn't rain. No, it, it was blood. Yep. It was blood. My blood. blood and steel, the realization hit me like a shockwave. I was bleeding, <sighs> badly, and I may have been in, in shock. My flesh was torn away from my arm, four deep jagged gouges. I, I, I still... I still felt the claws on my skin as if those sharpened tools were still locked tight, the way an amputee feels a phantom limb. I shivered at the thought, so was I in shock? Is that how it worked? I, the idea of the claw swiping again at my throat or my face, my, my abdomen, or, or lower, I... But it, 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 it wasn't going to happen, not, not yet. No, I, I, 
I would make them work for my soul. So snap the fuck out of it. I propelled myself forward with all of my might, again going for the default moves I had used when I was in the ring at Grillo's. I was lightheaded and pale. I, I knew damn well that the, the coppery smell in the air was blood, but that didn't bother me. The fact that it was my blood, well, that, that was a different story. In addition, my, my rational mind fighting to keep on track in an unrational situation was telling me that I was being tracked by the scent. It wouldn't be long now. The demons had let me flee because they were predators. They needed this. They, they wanted this. This was how they hunted. And grimly, I came to the assumption that they had to build up their appetite. Barely able to make it past the seventh step when my legs grew weak. Yet still, still they pumped and kicked as I charged over the graded flooring. Puddles of mud splashed up around my ankles mixed with oil and rust. I could no longer hear the noise from above. Any sounds of human life were now long, long gone. The ship gently moving, the unseen lights of Long Beach glowing in the distance beyond this steel. Passengers and crew members back in their rooms or offices safe in their beds, behind locked doors. In the case of the former, a full belly of hot supper, perhaps, followed by a few cocktails, lulling them into quiet and content comfort zones. Dream well. Live long, happy lives. Because I was nearing the finality of my